Just a thought about our first reading uh, from the book of Kings. We've got the Elijah cycle, the series of narratives in uh, some of the Old Testament readings that focus on the prophet Elijah, and then they start to move into this other prophet, Elisha. Um, Elijah has been asked by God to pray so that no rain falls upon the land of Palestine for, I think, three and a half years, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the reason why he's asked by God to do that is basically to bring a punishment upon the people of Israel because under their idolatrous king Ahab, they have gone astray from the true faith, from the Mosaic religion, and they're worshiping Baal. Okay, so pretty much the entire nation has apostatized has fallen away from uh, the true religion, and so there's this, this negative consequence of that there being no rain. Elijah, on the other hand, is being protected by God and preserved. Yesterday's reading had him going to this brook, and he's going to drink water from the brook, and he's going to receive bread from birds that come and bring it to him. And so God is preserving him providentially. Well, what happens today is the brook dries up because there's no rain, and uh, so there's a famine over the land. So he can't drink any. Where is he going to get his water? So then God continues to take care of him and says, go to this one town, Zarephath. And uh, and there you're going to find a widow woman, a poor widow, who's going to take care of you. Now, think about that. Like, what are the odds of that? You know, everybody's in famine. You're going to take a, have a poor widow woman take care of her. Well, Elijah has faith and he understands there's going to be a miracle that's going to take place. But the key ingredient is that the widow's got to understand that that's going to take place too. And you see her generosity, it's remarkable, right? She's got nothing left. She has just a little bit of uh, flour left and a little bit of oil, just enough to make one, maybe half loaf of bread or so. And uh, nonetheless, because she's generous and hospitable, okay, think about it, the whole town, there's probably people dying in the streets, all right? Everybody is starving to death. She's got nothing left. A stranger comes, she doesn't know him from Adam, and nonetheless, she's going to try to do her best to take care of him. And it's in that generosity of hers, that faith and that trust in God that she's rewarded. And a miracle takes place. And that same jar full of just a handful of flour is now producing flour miraculously over the course of an entire year. And so forth for the oil and, and other things as well. So it's a, it's a wonderful story of, of faith uh, and trust in God's providence. We see that in Elijah. We see that in a, in a really common woman as well, too. So from the great, the moral of the story is from the greatest saint to the most common person uh, who's you know regarded by God, beloved by God. Uh, there's trust in God and there's faith. And uh, we look at this scenario that they're going through here in this town Zarephath where everybody's dying and there's a famine and there's starvation. In, a, in modern times, because of the great increase in our technology, our technological capabilities for, for farming and producing food and distributing it and so forth and so on, electricity and refrigeration and oh my gosh, all these different things that we just take for granted in the modern world with all our modern technology, we can kind of have the illusion that, well, we no longer depend upon God's providence. We no longer depend upon God. Okay, uh, But you know, it's really not a difference of kind between the level of their technology and our technology. It's, it's a difference in, in um, degree. Okay, Meaning our technology is just a, a bit greater than theirs, but it's still limited 
human means. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we need to depend upon God just as much as the poor widow of Zarephath, even though we live in this highly technological society. I mean, we see it here with the pandemic. You know, this is, in the big picture, this quote-unquote pandemic is child's play compared to things that have happened in past history. Like if you look at the Black Plague, (laughs) we're talking a third of the European population in the 14th century was killed within the course of two years. A third of Europe was dead. (laughs) Okay, so huge, huge difference between that situation and our situation. And don't think that something like that can't happen again. Okay, meaning no matter how powerful we are, Mother Nature, if she gets mad, she's going to take us down. So we're always, always, always dependent upon God. God is the one who's in control. He's the master of everything, and therefore we need to trust him and love him and know that he He wants to take care of us, uh, but he just wants us to turn to him and to believe in him. And sometimes he permits bad things to happen so that we're reminded of our dependence upon him and our, and our need for him.